Hey, Tom. Hey, Dana. Welcome back. Thank you. So we are back to Two Guys Talking Toys. And uh, so this is episode three, which is exciting. And we are continuing our conversation because Tom is eagerly interested in our views, loyal listener, on the concept of what is scalping as compared to just buying toys and selling them and profiting. And uh, before we before we jump into that, uh, Dana, any any new toy pickups? No, not any and i didn't find any more in any parking lots either that's that's unfortunate it is unfortunate well i guess it is fortunate because then <laughs> kids, kids aren't losing their toys so let's not have another episode of angry tom who this... wants to take toys from children and insult people uh who who maybe don't shave their neck beards or whatever like i'm, you know, I'm just I'm just saying this. It, it might be Big Daddy Target's uh, uh, preferred outcome if kids lost their toys, because then they'd have to bother their parents. They got to go back into Target. They got to buy more toys, but they can't because some horrible scalper boogeyman has armed them all into the cart. Not going to happen. So now I instantly pictured in my head a big like wrestler type guy. You know, <laughs> Big Daddy Target <laughs> walking around the parking lot, like smacking toys out of kids' hands into the, like the oil slicked puddle. And then the kid having now to cry through Target until its parents uh, buy it a new toy. So now he would, either, he would either look like he would either look exactly like the million dollar man. <laughs> except instead of his red, red. His, like a red glittery with the with the circle in the middle because he was known for just being mean to kids that right. that yeah. that child who was bouncing the basketball never had a chance to get to five times i was thinking more intimidating like kane oh see that would be even with more the, except because he had the red yes but it, it would have to be glittery and sparkly i don't know why that 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 seems to be the the way that Target would want their character to be represented in a wrestling podcast or a wrestling television show of some kind. Why like, glitter? So we've gone from angry Tom mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to glitter Tom. Yep, yep. Glittery to, to arts and crafts Michael's Tom. I okay. mean, he would have. To, I mean, because he would have to start. He would have to sell the product as well. So you have Big Daddy Kane, or I'm sorry, Big Daddy Big Target, Daddy Target. <laughs> knocking toys out of kids' hands, but. You could just go back inside. Like you, you. The, the, that's the that's his right. end end goal. There is to get right. you to go back inside. So he would be like, "You need a new toy, punk!" Just like Blam. smacking toys out. Yeah. And dad's later like, be "I rescued just, by Dana." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And dad's like, "I just bought this." And the response to that is a tombstone pile driver. Right. So to get back on topic, how much do you think the Big Daddy Target action figure would go for? <laughs> it would be an exclusive, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, a Target would, exclusive for sure. They would they would overproduce it um, as as Target exclusives tend to be. It would it would turn into the 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 the, the Skeletor uh, two pack that came out with uh, with Trapjaw. Um, right. Oh my goodness! I am a terrible terrible He Man fan. I forgot Trapjaw's name before he becomes Trapjaw. It starts with a K. I've I've completely blanked on it. 
Feel I'm not free. Telling, I'm not telling you until you come up with it. So even if it's like <laughs> it's, it's two in the morning, cr- I need you to text me. It's not Cronin. It's because I'm thinking I'm, think, I'm thinking Cronenberg, but that's <laughs> Cronenberg. That's a, little, that's a little too cool for for Trap Jaw. So it wouldn't Wait, be that. Who's Cronenberg? Cronenberg is the director who brought us such amazing movies as The Fly. <laughs> ah, The Fly he is an amazing movie. Cronenberg sounds he, like he would make bagels. Oh, I mean, he may have enjoyed a few bagels on the set, but he wouldn't look as sexy eating them as someone like Jeff Goldblum. So or he, Trap Jaw. That's yeah. one thing I would not want to see across my breakfast table is Trap Jaw eating a bagel. I does, think that would be off-putting at best. Does Trapjaw sprinkle dust, like a, a dust version of that green rock he used to eat so that he could fight He-Man on the same right. power level? Does he add that to his it bagels? Like reverse like little, kryptonite that he ate. Yeah, it's a little, little, little smear of green rock to make sure that he can go toe-to-toe with the, the, the most powerful man in the universe. Yeah. And for a few minutes, Trapjaw was also the most powerful man in the universe, and we never got that explored yeah, he'd properly. Be, he'd be most powerful co-man in the universe. Oh, that is true. Yeah, co, is true. co-most powerful man in the universe. <laughs> so now that I've Cronus, gotten... the same as Cronus. Oh, my goodness. It was that simple. I can't believe... <laughs> I, am, uh, I am not allowed to, to own... There's another, There's another ad. There's another ad. You're under attack again, th- Tom. Th- this time I deserve it. Feel free to, to at me at Two Guys Talking Toys. That is the Twitter handle. If you want to send it via Gmail, also the Gmail account, Two Guys Talking Toys. That is the number two, no G after the talking. Feel free. Let me let me have it. Right. Uh, it so as far as toy pickups on my end, I forgot. I finally shipped my pile of loot from Big Bad Toy oh. Store. I am probably one of those customers that they're not that happy with because I'm constantly manipulating my pre-order list. And when <laughs> things come into stock, if I find it in a the store, then I get rid of it. But I really like that store credit. It's just going back into the store. I'm just going to buy more stuff from them. But I finally hit that. You need to ship within two days, one day, and then to, today was zero days. So I, I looked through, I tossed a couple of, couple more things into my my pile of loot like the 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 netflix cosmic skeletor which i thought was a a walmart exclusive but i guess it is not because it's on the big bad toy store website Uh, i did pick that one up at target i do like it he's fantastic so i he'll be he'll be in that that big old pile of loot another big bad toy store plug yeah, feel free to follow us, guys, or listen to the show, Big Bad Toy Store. Right. Or I almost just... want to say the other ones that we shop at, but I don't want to. I'm a Big Bad Toy Store, <laughs> come to us. Uh, also, Tom, I like this dynamic of you being bad cop to my good cop here. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess comparatively, you could only be the good cop if you were if you were to say, "Let's why well why don't I punch a puppy?" And I'll be like, "That's nothing." Where's the lawnmower? What? Whoa. I, I'm just saying, if, if we're if we're going full on bad cop, you wow. have to this you have makes, to go. You gotta go makes full. Big bad or uh, big daddy target look like a nice guy. If, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a heel, you have to be the best heel you could possibly be, aka big boss man via his feud with the big show. 
Oh yeah. Let's all right. So if we get into that, we're really gonna start wasting time. We, it's a whole other podcast. We have uh gone down a rabbit hole as always. So back on the topic of uh last episode, you had stated you still had many a thought and inquiry that we needed to investigate. So uh lay them on me. You know, I realize I'm really bad at this. Like I always forget to put our name in there. I'm plugging everybody else. <laughs> I'm really bad at plugging our, our own name. Oh no, anyway, that's fine. Go we, ahead, Tom. We we loop it in in the beginning. They they all yeah. they all know what they signed up for. They wouldn't have clicked on listening <laughs> right. in the podcast section. Right. So this was the Brady Bunch retrospective that they <laughs> thought they were clicking on. Yeah. So so last week we we talked about um, scalping. What is it good for? What is it absolutely not good for? nothing? Absolutely <laughs> not. It, it serves no purpose except for the other. I'm sorry. I will stop derailing us. Um, we we discussed scalping what what we kind of define it as and i i i, I still kind of stand by my my initial description of it whereas it is someone who actively tries to to get their hands on an item that has a perceived higher value uh with the sole intention of flipping said item for as much money as possible driving up the scarcity and increasing the value not because say the item itself is valuable, but because no one else can get it specifically because they went and got it before anyone else um, through whatever means necessary, whether it be dumb luck, whether it be that they have an in with the manager of said said store, whether it be because they are the manager of said store, because that happens too. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people have been employed in Walmart, Target, Toys R Us when they're running around and actually worked at the store and we just wiped them out. Uh, so sometimes items that are really sought after don't even make it to the shelf and instead go straight to eBay, which is unfortunate. Um, now you so, just convinced me to go work at Target. Absolutely. Just, well, you know, just wear, your, just wear a red shirt and walk into Target. I have a red shirt. <laughs> Loyal listeners, I work... Uh, gleefully for the American Heart Association. And we wear red all the time. And when I walk into Target, I get asked to help all the time. And I go there often enough that usually I'll help out. I'll take somebody where they need to go. I won't <laughs> stock shelves, but maybe I need to work there. You start walking in, just telling people what to do. You, go in the back. <laughs> check and see if this is here. Except for Big, big Daddy Target. I'm not going to tell him what to do. He, he seems like more of a regional manager. So I think he would tour the area and make, make random appearance at the store, but you would always know he was coming because Pyro would go off first. We we're like, oh no, it's Big Daddy Target. Get to your sections. If I knew he was coming in the area, I would just wander around the parking lot with a toy in my hand and hope he came over and smacked it out. He's, he's very stealthy. All right. We we are not staying on topic at all. All right, Tom. So, so okay. So I, I have more, more questions regarding... Uh, your opinion as to as to whether or not it, this constitutes scalping or not. Um, so, convention exclusives, which I think uh, is something that we could also do like a full other episode on. But here, I, I want to kind of narrow the scope just to acquiring said exclusives. If we did, we'd have to do it at a convention and only oh, let the absolutely. people who have been there hear it. Absolutely, for for better or worse, mm-hmm. whatever their opinions may be. So, th- so there are. You know, there is New York Comic Con, there is San Diego Comic, there's just tons and the local exclu- local conventions. And 
without fail, one of the, I guess the kind of the joys of going is to pick up items that are usually advertised to only be available at said uh, convention. Now, say I go, say I pick up three or four of whatever, whatever this item is. And, and these are usually a limited number. They usually, usually only make a certain amount. And I believe over the years, they have started limiting how many you can purchase, but sometimes they don't. You go, you buy however many number of uh, exclusives, and then you immediately turn around and sell them on eBay for three, four, five. If it's the weekend of the, of the convention, three, four, sometimes five times the price that you paid for. And, and we see this every year. We see it every single time there's a convention. Um, they all go up. They all, whether it's a pre-order or just a flat out sale, they go for insane amounts of money. Is that scalping? That is a fine question. I know I'm not one of those guys that go out for the uh, <clears throat> the convention exclusive, but we did witness it. Remember, we did this experiment at Legion Con. Mm -hmm. We saw the people who were in the front of the line leave in with the exclusives, and we were talking about taking bets about how quickly we'd be able to see them on eBay. And it was literally minutes. Yep. Literally minutes. And so people were going out to the car with their phones, having a photo and posting them. Now, <clears throat> remind me, those exclusives were how much at the convention? Because you bought you bought some. I believe I believe they were 50 and 100, respectively, because right. they did they did one for each day. And I right. again, I apologize. My numbers are off. I I was. Right, uh... No, no. But I remember it was a substantial markup. Mm -hmm. Like. Yes. Two hundred plus dollars, mm -hmm. moments, literally moments. Yes, we hadn't even gotten into the convention yet, mm -hmm. and we were still able to get on the phone and buy the exclusives. Yeah, for two hundred plus dollars, mm -hmm. and um, and there were people running in, getting the exclusives and leaving. Yeah, but it's like they were only there. So now, clearly, in, in my mind anyway, those aren't the people who are there to celebrate all of that line, plus the the number of amazing customs that were at that show mm -hmm. that were, you know, admirable. But they clearly weren't there to see those things or yeah. the new lines coming out. They just wanted the markup dollars for mm -hmm. the exclusives. Yeah, which uh, is is uh, a little disappointing, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and I will say, I'm sure some of them bought the exclusives, ran out to the car and posted them. And yeah. then, you know, they were stamped and maybe came back in. So I don't want to mm -hmm. blanket. You know, I'm sure there were those people. Yeah. But um, I, I'm thinking of people who bought the exclusives, who wanted to come back in, stayed in with the exclusives. Yeah. And so, you know, the people who had them posted, I don't think they were coming back in for the things unless yeah. they were shopping for things to sell. So, <clears throat> and the other thing is this, like there were cool exclusives that we've seen like that um, show exclusive that I bought in New Jersey that time. Oh and yeah. There, and yeah. there were the plunderling exclusives there, mm -hmm. that purple translucent one. Um, and then what was it? Two days later, Mm -hmm. they were available not only that we saw them at 
Legion Con yes. being sold again from mm-hmm. a booth who clearly bought them. It wasn't the Plunderlings booth. Who yeah. was a great it was a great guy. I I can't remember his his name. You're friendly with him. Um he uh it wasn't his booth, it was another booth selling, oddly enough, the show exclusives <laughs> from the place in, in the other show in New Jersey that we were at a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But um the, the one I bought uh and and the purple plunderling, and I'm not downing plunderlings, they're awesome. Uh there are a couple sitting right behind me. Um were both available through mm-hmm. uh big bad toy store yes uh, like days after so mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm not one of the suckers that was like oh, i can't make it to legion con but i really want the exclusive or yeah. i can't make it to whatever that jersey con was that we went to but i love mm-hmm. the plunderlings because yeah. they're awesome and i'm gonna buy the exclusive for x times the amount you paid for it yeah and then it's at regular retail price two days later at, you know, a variety of websites. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so what is an exclusive I, anymore? Are the, is it actually an exclusive or are we just getting punished for the word exclusive? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, a tax on toy nerds. Yeah. I think the exclusives fall into this, this strange kind of gray area, uh, especially when you get into the, 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 the fervor around, especially some of the larger conventions. Um, for example, I'm a huge Transformers fan. And when BotCon was, was a convention that was still up and running, when that was still going on, they would offer these, these specialized box sets of Transformers. Uh, you could pay whatever amount for the box set. And then you had the option to purchase um, what was called a loose set. And it was the same uh, convention exclusives. It's just they were in like a bag instead. And then when you got to the show, they had exclusives that were at the convention itself, or that were you could you could pre-order those convent those exclusives. And then when you got there, you could pick them up and whatever. But mm. there were all these exclusives that you could get, and you could only get them at the show. Like they, I, I don't recall offhand if they sold them after the show. If they did, it was it would take a while. Like you couldn't not go to the show. And then expect to get them or if they if, again if my memory is off and they did it was such limited quantities they, they were they were gone faster than than wonder bread he-man um but it also seemed to be kind of an acceptable flipping if that makes sense like it, it was within the fandom this same fandom that hates scalpers if i can't find whatever character scalpers got it but if you're going to a convention it was common practice to you get to the convention, you get your set, you then go to your hotel room, you get on eBay and you put it up there and it was purchased for, you could pay for your trip with these things. Um, and I, I actively partook in doing that as well, but you didn't see that backlash that you normally would. Like if something came out, say like a, as a target exclusive and someone gets it, during that that window of time where people start reporting seeing it in stores and whatever and then you see it listed on ebay for three or four times the price the convention would would happen people would get the exclusives they would show up on ebay and it just kind of seemed to be this accepted thing and a lot of times the 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 justification would be well you got to pay for your trip well you got to make your money back because you're spending all this money well you gotta well you know 
so I, I always thought that was kind of interesting. I'm not against it. Like I, I get it. I, I completely get. And and same thing with maybe like a San Diego uh, Comic Con exclusive or a New York Comic Con exclusive. If you're coming in from way wherever and you just want to have a good time and you do still want those toys and you buy a secondary set and then you flip it, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be as much blowback no, to that. You know why? Because of the word exclusive and the fact that Comic-Con happens, you know, the, the big ones, once mm -hmm. a year, right? So it then is actually, like we discussed with um, Wondar, that mm -hmm. it was a limited run. So the show exclusive are limited runs mm -hmm. and like you said, you have to be in line, you have to get a ticket, there's a whole nine yards. Um, so, you know, a fan buys two, sells one to try and recoup some of the cost of the trip is one thing. My my gripe is then that is devalued by mm -hmm. the fact that the show exclusives are then available mm -hmm. three, four days later uh, for original price through websites because then the exclusivity has been eliminated. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, and I, I don't know the rationale behind that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, target exclusives are available target all over the country. So how mm -hmm. exclusive is that? Not yeah. very, mm -hmm. but a convention exclusive should be that, um, you know, they're available for this short amount of time in mm -hmm. this limited amount of numbers, and then you they are unavailable. Now make mm -hmm. some sort of variant or something. Yeah. That's another story. But um, those specific show exclusives should stay that way, which mm -hmm. then would, um, you know, justify whatever your markup is going to be because that's a true mm -hmm. rarity like yeah once a year something special comes out mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's like you know it's like Halley's comment every 75 years you <laughs> see, like once a year mm -hmm. um uh, you know i i i don't have a problem with that if they're actual exclusive i would feel like a dope though if I couldn't make Legion Con, and that Friday afternoon, I spent two hundred dollars on the. Now, now, granted, these didn't show up on a website. I didn't see them anywhere but eBay. But yeah. I would have, I would have felt silly if I had spent two hundred fifty dollars on eBay for the show exclusive because I wanted it truly, yeah. And and I couldn't be there, mm -hmm. and then two days later, I see it on another website for you know the original price. Yeah, I would I would feel like a dodo. So I feel like there's a little bit of gray area there that uh, I'm not a fan of. But mm -hmm. the, um, you know, getting a true exclusive and then selling it. The other thing that, you know, when you get on eBay and other places, you see that um, and we've witnessed it in some of the stores that we go to that sell vintage stuff. And, yeah. you know, um, it'll be out of it'll it'll sit there literally two years we were going into that store mm -hmm. for two years and the thing <laughs> hasn't moved mm -hmm. and no one will lower the price like yeah that's just not good business but because you know, toy people are like you and i you know what i mean like we're we're yeah. you know we we we're professionals and and we've we do our thing but um we're not uh you know in that business mm -hmm. per se so you know, something's 
only actually worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Like you yes. could say Superman number one is worth uh, a quadruple zillion Googleplex dollars. Mm -hmm. But if no one's going to pay that, then it's not really worth that. Yes. Right. So that's the thing that I think a lot of, um, you know, toy vendors that, that we frequent seem to forget. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because that, that kind of leads into uh, my ne my next line of questioning. Uh, so where were you on the evening of May 2nd? Uh, I'm sorry. What, what am I being accused of? <laughs> being the worst crime ever. Scalping. I feel like that's the that's like you're a communist. That's it's wow. the version of that. Oh, me that, and Tom is bad. I feel like people throw that term around a lot. Um, and sometimes it's relevant, or sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it is not. Where what, communists? Like, <laughs> oh. Well, they, they almost seem interchangeable within the toy community. If you're just accused of being a scalper, you, you're, it's almost on you to prove that you're not, as opposed to, right, right. no, so I'm just trying to make a profit. So uh, so, so my, my question uh, coming out of that is kind of a what came first, the scalper or... I guess for lack of a better phrase, a fool and his money, which are soon parted. I apologize to anyone who was a fool as parted with their money. I have been said fool in the past to get what I want. And well, me too, to get because I first. have no money. <laughs> so is is someone's willingness to pay an absorbent amount of money to get this item what breeds the scalper? Is the scalper there because he sees here or she or it? sees a need or sees a uh, uh, this this want for this particular thing are they just feeding it or are they making that worse they see someone willing to pay buku bucks for this item and they say well i know in my head or maybe they don't but they probably do i know this thing is going to be clearanced in you know x number of days like those skeletor cronus sets when those first, I'm glad you remembered his name today. I did. His name is Cronus. He's a blue man. Apparently, the same race. Is he the same race as Keldor? They're just different shades of They're blue. Different shades of blue. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm not quite sure where that where that puts them. But mm. hey, but when those sets first started popping up, people couldn't find them anywhere. Like I, you and I, never saw them, and they went for crazy amounts of money on the aftermarket. Now, now, and then Target they showed up even, and then they suddenly just yeah. all showed up. Yeah. They, they showed up and then they kept showing up and then they were able to, to make giant stacks of them. And then they were able to make forts out of them and nobody wanted them. So I wanted the fort. Absolutely. I, I mean, if you, if you used a craggle to make those solid and you had a solid fort made out of Kronos and Skeletor boxes, those are not be worth some money. But right. you know they 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 almost became worthless. They couldn't give them away. Um, is someone's willingness to pay for that, like to to get it first, to have it in hand, to to you know I can't find this, I need it now. Is that what breeds a person who then sees that and says, "I'm friends with the manager of this store. I'm just going to go." Like I, I believe a lot of people have seen the video of a woman and her kid who are in a target and they're heading towards the NECA section. And there's this guy and target's going to hate us. Oh yeah. Look, big daddy target can, can opt to either support <laughs> us or not support us for our truth. 
we are we are saying nothing but true things here things that we've seen with our own eyes uh and they can they can like it or not like it um but there 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 was a video that was floating around of this lady and her kid they were in a target they're heading towards this was when the turtles in the skies four pack had popped up they're they're heading towards the NECA section and there is this guy and i again i apologize i don't recall offhand if it was the NECA if the the NECA's uh, supplier or if it was a target employee who literally has all of them like all four they, like they get a they get a shipment of four of these box sets he's got all four in his arms he sees her approaching now she's she's videotaping this so she says oh no i don't i guess there they go and he looks and you see it on his face you see this look of guilt but also i really want all these I like I don't want to hand one of these over and he says oh did you want one and I was like what kind of question is that to which she says well yeah like my kid really likes and he hands over one and you could just you could just see it on his face the instant regret oh my profit oh I can't believe I'm letting this go but like that's that's the kind of thing that we encounter but Mm. is that caused by people's unwillingness to wait uh good question one multi-layered i'd like to address one i am not now nor i've ever been a communist uh (laughs) there was something else in there i wanted to address but secondly those videos i always questioned them because like why was she making a video of going up to buy ninja turtles and we're we've just got our time warning uh so why was she doing that so every time i see a video like that i didn't see that specific one i i feel like it's some sort of staged event because what is this a really an event you have to you have to record going with your son to buy ninja turtles uh and secondly i think it's just an impatience like i I, as a collector, have felt the, oh, my God, I have to have this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, as a as a mature person, you and I have gone through our orders and things in the last couple yeah. of weeks and been like, you know, we can wait on that. We can. Um, but there is that, ooh, look at that shiny new thing. I need to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's a, a lot of that. And the unknowing, especially, it has gotten worse since COVID. Yes. Because... Everybody was at home, everybody was bored, and mm-hmm. everybody needed money. So yeah. they were combing through stores, masked up, and then selling on eBay. Like everybody became a toy seller during yeah. COVID, which was weird, honestly. <laughs> um, and then, secondly, there was such, um, you know, there was no faith. Uh, that the inventory was coming in because remember we had all of those shipping difficulties. We had what 80 something ships, cargo ships off the coast of California that could yeah, be dis- unloaded because dist- there was nobody in the port. Like the distribution was horrible. Yeah. Distribution was a nightmare. So during that time, you know, anything that showed up new, we were all frothing at the mouth about. Um, so I think that, unknowing when the next stuff was coming and we still haven't recovered from that we still really haven't like it's still unpredictable even dependable lines like uh mcfarland's dc eu line has sort of become less predictable when things were coming out and classifieds forget about it like they come and go on the shelves you don't even know they're there and then like just recently um 
the Python Patrol bats and Stalker are showing up in stores, mm -hmm. whereas for months you never saw them. Yeah. So you just you just don't know, and I think that's part of the problem as well. So, as far as your chicken and the egg question goes, I think if the if the scalper is the chicken in this scenario, <laughs> and those of us who who trade our hard earned ducats for toys are the egg, <laughs> I would say the chicken came first, but mm -hmm. didn't see the eggs respond until COVID hit. Yeah. And and the fact that we're still suffering some of that, some yeah. of that shock and some of that odd culture shift mm -hmm. um, that I, that hasn't returned back a hundred percent. I think that's part of the problem. It's interesting to look at the the inventory that stores are actually starting to pick up now. To uh, they, there's a lot more. What was it the other day when we were in Target and you showed me that there there's still Python Patrol bats that are on the shelf? Remember yeah. the, do you remember when when Viper when the original Cobra Island started and people were looking for Vipers? Oh I yeah, it was crazy. I, I never saw any. <laughs> never saw any on nope. the shelf. Uh, I, I lucked out through through other collectors, but. And then we saw the three pack of Vipers at uh, GameStop. It yes. was odd. Like I was like, "What? What's happening?" So there's no telling. There's just no telling. So you're rolling the dice either way. Like you said, with that uh, Origins two pack, mm -hmm. the first time I saw it, I wasn't interested, but I immediately called you and I was like, "Tom, mm -hmm. you want me to grab this?" And you were like, "Yes." Yeah. And uh, and I did. And then what always happens to me two weeks later, it was everywhere. <laughs> Same thing with the Sunman set. Tom, I've oh, never seen this. Yep. And you were like, grab it. <laughs> and I did. And two weeks later, it was on clearance. Like clearance. it was the one that I bought. <laughs> never saw it again. Two weeks later, shelves full clearance. <laughs> like <laughs> now, do do you think this do you think it gets better? Do you think the general population ever stops paying more than market value? for set items that are still technically available in the market. And I and I ask this because it's an interesting kind of, I guess, lack of dynamic between toy production, toy producers, Hasbro, Mattel, whatnot, who are making these toys for a profit. And then you've got, you know, let's let's go with like the worst version of the, the scalper <laughs> <laughs> who's wiping these out. They're the paying demon. Yeah, they're they're paying just retail for these, but they are also benefiting and getting this additional profit. Right. Do the, the great equalizer here that's going to flatline everything is going to be the pre-order market. Mm -hmm. But also, do toy uh, producers provide enough product, or or I guess I should flip it: do toy retailers order enough product where scalping is an impossible thing to do? Because to go back to, to classifieds, we're seeing that with the bats. Or I don't know if it's only if this is only in our area because you know, every region is different. Some places they, it just might be bone dry. But in our area, there is enough now where they whoever was going to swoop in and get them did. Whoever was going to jump in and grab those initial case assortments of Python Patrol vipers and bats, they got them, and maybe they made a profit online selling them. But now they've replenished those cases. More and more cases of them have appeared. They've filled the shelves with them to the point where now it, it, everyone's full. Everyone's gotten their fill of bats. And now if you want to go back and get some more, now you can. Uh, 
is that what needs to happen? Or do, do you think they even care about that happening? Or is, they, is it in their eyes, we've sold our product. I don't care what you do. Or do they actually realize people are going to keep buying these? Let's just make but them available. It goes back to the pre-orders. Uh, so they're having difficulty figuring out their brick and mortar inventory because mm -hmm. everybody's pre-ordering. Like I have pre-orders that aren't going to be here for another year or a year and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, my interest in going to the store now is almost just purely curiosity Mm -hmm. uh what's going to be available and then sometimes like we discussed this the other day i'll find something in a store that i have pre-ordered and then i'll buy it and cancel the pre-order but yeah everybody's pre-ordering now mm -hmm. and so i think in regard to scalpers they are going to find that buying the three that are on the shelf in target isn't really going to help them because everybody's already expecting them in the mail and mm -hmm. they may get them two weeks, three weeks later than the first appearance on the shelf, but they already know they're getting them. Yeah. And so the amount of people who are pre-ordering now on big bad and Hasbro pulse and even target and Walmart, like I think, um, you know, I think that's going to be the great equalizer and people mm -hmm. are going to find themselves, um, stuck with things like like i just posted a bunch of stuff on ebay that were extra figures that i had yeah um some revelation stuff a couple of classifieds you know like major blood um ones that i had purchased as presents for other collectors and then i ended up they they already had them mm -hmm. so um you know i think and, and i'm selling them on ebay and they're not they're not making anything just a little more than what I bought them for because yeah. everybody has them. Everybody pre-ordered them. And mm -hmm. remember the big major blood thing, like, Oh my God, nobody's yeah. going to have major blood. And, nope. and now everybody has them. So <laughs> that, uh, those are my thoughts. I think the pre the pre-ordering is going to solve a little bit of the problem. Mm -hmm. We are down to almost a minute time. And Alrighty. so I think the time has come for you to review how our loyal listeners can uh comment and share and share anything you want unless yeah. it's mean then don't <laughs> well, see, see, see how see, see how mean you can get uh just kidding don't Tom, be mean. no don't, don't be Tom, <laughs> we're not going to anybody's houses nobody has to be mean <laughs> you're down to less than a minute man all right so so if you want if you want to get in touch with us please feel free uh at us at Two guys talking toys on Twitter. If you'd like to get a hold of us via Gmail, you can write to us at two guys talking toys at Gmail. Uh, remember that is the number two, no G after talking. Talking. So I, I like saying is... that. <laughs> so I think this is this has gone. I think this has gone pretty well. Thank you very much for your insight, Dana. I think this has been a good conversation. Thank you, loyal listeners. Stay tuned for episode four, right? This is three. Yep, that'll be next. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.